I'm Tass Mellis of The Starters. This is Ben Golliver with the Open Floor Podcast. Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff. I'm OJ Anobi of the Toronto Raptors. Hey, I'm Elena Donon, and welcome to the Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch. Double Clutch Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, basketball fans of all ages, welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast with me, Hugh Hopkins, back with another WNBA edition of the show. This week, we have one of the best young point guards in the league from the Connecticut Sun. It is Courtney Williams. And we have a good conversation touching on a couple of different topics, including how the team is getting on in its preseason games and how she has championship hopes for the squad, despite losing last year's leading scorer on the team, Shanae Obumake. We also touch on the differences between the respect level that women get while playing in Europe and the United States, but also how the WNBA is growing the game by showing some of these games on Twitter this year. It's a really great show and we're really grateful for Courtney giving us the time of day. So you know what, I won't keep you from it any longer. Here is Courtney Williams. Preseason has already started. How are you enjoying being back with the team? Oh yeah, I love it. You know, being back uh, with all of, with this group of girls, uh, it's an amazing team. Chemistry build up, you know, adding in different pieces. So, you know, it's exciting. I'm excited to get going into the, the real regular season. You've had a couple of preseason games already. You've got you played New York Liberty, had a pretty easy win, and then you just lost out against the Dallas Wings. But how, how much stock do you tend to put into preseason games? Oh, you know, we like to take it serious just to you know um, get ourselves back going. But ultimately, you know, it's it's more I think to um to you know look at the 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 younger kids coming in and, and other people. You know that could benefit our team, but also you know getting getting into getting back into somewhat of a flow of with playing with that that core group of of people as well, and you know and also scouting and getting film and kind of getting familiar with you know certain lineups and different different schemes that other WNBA teams are going to run against us as well. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh... And how's how's the team coming together on that? WNBA preseason is so short. Do you feel confident going into games by the time the season starts? I mean, you've been going for a couple of years now. How how confident do you tend to feel, and how confident do you feel in this year in comparison to previous years? Oh no, I, I'm super confident, and I'm excited. Like I said, we we bringing back our core group of of, of people. You know, we recently just lost uh, Chanae Gumake. Yeah. Well, ultimately. But ultimately, we still have a, a, a solid base with our team, um, bringing back uh, players that been playing together for three, four years. So, you know, our chemistry is already there. We we know uh, who we're playing with, and we're familiar with how one another plays. So I'm super excited. Good, good. Because... You had a, a pretty good run last year. You know, you finished with the, I think it was the fourth best record in the league at the end. The, the tough thing about WNBA playoffs, of course, is the first couple of rounds is single game elimination, which it, it makes it exciting for fans and more intense mm-hmm. for teams. But lo- losing like that, it, it must be frustrating when you're on the losing end of, of a single game elimination. How, how were you feeling at the end of last season? I think we all kind of felt disappointed because 
not only did we lose in that same round last year, we also lost to the same exact team. So I think that uh, in itself was pretty disappointing. But, you know, ultimately we have to just, you know, keep moving forward, keep looking forward, and uh, just keep, uh, you know, growing and doing the little things that's going to make us better as a team so we can't get over that hump this year. You mentioned it earlier. You have lost quite a big player, which, uh, you know, Shichane Ogumake is... But you know, a, a pretty a pretty solid force on the on the basketball court. How, but how did how did that how did you find out about that sort of trade request scenario, and uh, how do you think that has affected the mood of the team? Um, we all we coach text all of us in a group message and kind of told us what was going on. Um, but I don't I don't think it, it it really affected our team. I mean, of course, like I said, it was a it was a hit for us losing Chanae because you know she was such a great teammate and a great player as well. But ultimately, you know, that's just that's just the business side of the game. Like trades happen, things happen, so you kind of gotta take it for what it is and keep playing basketball. The Liz Cambage trade seems to now be confirmed, um, and you've got. Imani McGee Stafford going back to Dallas and you've got Isabel Harrison going to Dallas and a bunch of other picks and players. What do you make of that situation? Is it is it good for for the league to be able to now have some clarity on that whole Liz Cambage situation? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it, it's better for her, you know, so she can kindly, you know, be, you know, where she want to be, I guess. But, I mean, I, I don't really worry about those things. If they don't have nothing to do with my teammates or me, or, like, you know, I don't know, I, I pretty much stay in my own lane and <laughs> let all that stuff play itself out. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, speaking of your own lane, like, last year you averaged, I think it was the third highest points on the team, the highest score on the team last year, Shanae, as we discussed, has moved on now. So I imagine your workload is possibly going to increase? Are, are you prepared for that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Um, I mean, I think we all can score. You know, if you look at our starting five, it was our same starting five that we had the year before she came. Yeah. Came, came back, and, you know, we had, like I said, we had a, a great run that year as well. So, um, I mean... I'm, I, I think it'll work out. I'm excited about having having a, a a bigger role, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah, good, good. And like you said, a lot of players on that team can score. You're a, you're a pretty effective scorer yourself. But one, mm-hmm. one player that I think is going to benefit most, perhaps, from a bit more of a starring role who of course you know helped the team a few years ago when when Shanae was out was is John Gold Jones definitely so how do you think you know did, what's she thinking now going into this season have you spoken to her you know what where's her mind at and what what's her focus going into this season um, I think I, I mean honestly I really haven't had a conversation with her about that exactly but I think she knows, you know, everybody I talk to, I tell them, I think, in the, like, if not this year, next year, year after that, JJ's going to be the best player in the league, in my opinion. Yeah? Um, yeah, definitely. In my opinion, I think so. I, I think you, you're not going to find many people that's 
six, seven, six, six, seven, that can can handle the ball the way she does, that can shoot the ball the way she does. Like, you know, people in the league that you probably can name one person that's probably around like six four, that's like Elena Deladon. But other than that, who else is six seven, six eight who can handle the ball and shoot threes consistently? So I think in my opinion, like I said, JJ gonna be a problem in the next year or two. I I don't really see nobody that's gonna be able to stop her. Yeah, yeah, well, f- fair enough. There are a few players like Brianna Stewart, but of course, I mean, Stewie, she's down this year. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that brings up a whole sort of list of questions surrounding sort of, you guys playing all year round. I know you, you played, was it in uh, Italy this year you played? Yeah, Italy, and then I went to Spain. Ah, right, cool. Cool. How, and how how did you enjoy your experiences over there? Uh, it was all right. I don't really like going overseas like that, but no, I mean it's kind of what we have to do. So, would you prefer to see the WNBA, you know, playing at different times of the year, or you know, because there's going to be some sort of collective bargaining agreement going on at the end of the se- this coming season? So, do you think there's right. there's room for for wholesale change, or are we just looking to do baby steps at this, uh, you know, in this collective bargaining agreement in the sense that are we just trying to sort out things like pay, or would you prefer to see bigger infrastructure changes to the way the league is run? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think we we need to take baby steps. I mean, I don't think everything is going to uh, work itself out overnight or in one sit down. So I think, you know, if we can get some key points and get those things handled, you know, and then next time around get more like, you know, I think it, it's just going to take time. And I think as, as we continue to, to grow um those things uh in a sense will kind of work itself out. Um, like I tell people all the time, the NBA isn't, wasn't where it's at now when it first started. Yeah. WNBA, you know, WNBA, it, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna take time. Um, so I think uh, just taking this step forward right now and us opting out and you know uh, actually taking that first step, I think it'll lead to that second step, which will lead to that third step, fourth step. You know, and I think as we continue to make these steps, it'll get um, to where it needs to be. That's all, all well and good, but when you go in and throughout the season, are you are you concerned that perhaps if a player goes down with injury or uh, you know there's a, another travel situation like the Aces had last year, are you concerned that the collective bargaining agreement is going to become a sort of overloaded storyline and it's going to sort of distract from what what you guys are putting on the court because. As you and I know, like the WNBA is one of the best basketball products in the world. Mm-hmm. But do you have any concern that this collective bargaining agreement thing is going to take over the the main storylines of the season? No, I, I don't think so. I think that the collect the CBA uh, uh, is kind of behind the scenes type of thing. So I think people kind of know about it, but. If you ask like the average person, they they probably wouldn't even know what the CBA is or what it stands for. So I think uh, I don't I don't think it'll it'll take away from like you said headlines or yeah um the actual the actual product. Cool, because your one of your teammates, Lashia Clarendon, 
she's first mm-hmm. vice president, I think it is. Um, right. uh, you, like have you have you spoken to her about it? Have you had many conversations? Like, what uh, is is she optimistic? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, she she handles uh she has her foot in in a lot of those things, and she's very knowledgeable on on those topics, and you know, putting us WNBA players in the in the best position possible. So. Um, you know, we have a lot of trust in her to, you know, make um, correct decisions for all of us as a whole. Let's take a quick break from my chat with Courtney Williams uh, to talk about our friends at the NBA store. As Europe's official NBA online store, nbastore.eu, it has everything you need and want to support your favorite team. From flags to socks to on-court gear and the Double Clutch listeners, that's you guys, you get 15% off any order using the code DCPOD15. That's DCPOD15 at checkout. Now that offer excludes clearance items and outlet items and things like that, but still, all your favorite teams, what are you waiting for? Head to mbastore.eu and use the code DCPOD15. And now, back to my conversation with Courtney Williams. You've got a couple of new players on the team, of course, the, the, you know, a couple of awesome young prospects, including Christine Anigwe. What have you seen so far from her and some of the other players? That I, I know you've got a good core coming back this year, but what about some of the, the new faces on the team? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they're they're a great group. You know, I think uh, they're continuing to learn and digest everything. And you know, it's tough when you're coming into you know a, a new a new program. Um, have to start meshing with different players and learning different plays and learning different terminology, especially coming from college. Um, but I, I think all of our younger kids, they, they've been, you know, soaking in and adapting, and we've just been helping them every step of the way. So I think they're going to be good. Have you got, like, high hopes for the team again this year? Like I just said at the start of the, the conversation, you know, we you had one of the better records in the league this year, but – there's a, a new influx of talent. LA seems to be reloading. Like I said earlier, you got Vegas with Cambage now. So there's going to be a couple of other teams that are sort of coming into the playoffs that weren't necessarily there last year. And last year's playoffs seem to be the most competitive that, well, I've I think I've I've ever seen it. You know, with so many teams with winning records and. Uh, you know that fight for the final place to get into the playoffs that was right down to the wire last year. So yeah, I guess are you concerned with retaining your place among the the elite within the league, or are you feeling confident going in? No, I feel super confident. You know, our goal is to win a championship this year. We've been getting, like I said, we've been falling short uh, every year. But um, I think that's all of our goal to, to to win a championship this year. I think we have all the pieces, and I think we all uh, have that mindset and that mentality going into this year that we want to win a championship. Last year, you you did get knocked out by by Phoenix. Um, I mean, it was yeah, the year a, before that too. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty tough loss, but it was pretty competitive. Your matchup with Phoenix, because of, of course there was. That whole Diana Taurasi talking about the Instagram picture that you posted and perhaps using that yeah. as a motivation, like 
So to so tell me for real now, did you did you post that as a bit of a dig at Tarasi or or was it just you like nah, the picture? I wasn't even thinking about I mean, honestly I just she she played for Phoenix. It could have been yeah. any Phoenix player and I would have posted the picture just because it made sense. We playing Phoenix, it's playoff time. You know, I'm looking through my gallery of Phoenix players, so <laughs> why not? It makes sense. If you look back on my Instagram, I made penny posts about uh, you know, a game day like, you know, but I mean, I think it's good for the game. It, it don't bother me none. I'm all for it. You know, people like to see drama. They like drama. <laughs> and so, you know, if that's going to bring the drama, it's going to bring the fans, then why not? Like, I, I don't take none of that personal. I'm all for it. We can make some storylines. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. No, because, like, I think if I ask Tarasi the same thing, I'm, you know, I, I can't put words in her mouth. I've never, I've never spoken to her, but... Uh, I, I imagine she enjoys the, uh, the sort of competitive spirit and the and the fun storylines just as much as definitely, as, as definitely. Because you you, right. sp- you spent a year with her, didn't you? You were you were a rookie. Yeah. So have you? What what's your relationship like these days? Uh, obviously, aside from the competitive nature that it was last year, have you sp- have you spoken to her since her back surgery? Oh no, I haven't spoken to her. But you know, every time I see her, she always you know giving me a little advice and you know. Tell me that you know she she happy for the, the things that I've been accomplishing and the way that I've been playing. So it's always love every time I I see it or I talk to DT. Cool, that that's good to hear because uh, just while I was researching to to chat to you today, like it, it felt like you had a lot of respect for her when you were on the same team and you sort of looked up to her. And I saw you posting a picture of uh, Cappy Pondexter as well the other day and. It seems like you've you've got a lot of love for for, for the great players in this league, and you 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 know well, yeah, you, you, you know your history in this league. Where when did you first start growing up and sort of trying to tune into the WNBA? Ooh, to be honest, I couldn't even tell you. I don't even want to just give you something just to say, but I, I honestly don't know. I think uh, I think going into you know, I. I don't even want to tell you because I honestly don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. You must have been picking the ball up uh, at a young age. You know, you've got some of the some of the best handles in the league, I reckon. Uh, like I said earlier, you, you can be a scary scorer on time. What possessed you to to pick up the ball when you were younger? What was inspiring you? Um, I think uh, you know, just just being around in the neighborhood. My dad bought me a basketball goal. And, you know, that's all we did every day. After school, we would go outside and, you know, all the boys would come over. And, you know, I just I wanted to compete with the boys. You know, I'm a girl. So, ultimately, like, you have to bring that extra umph if you're competing against guys. So, I think just wanting to be able to be as good as those guys um, just always fired me up and always just kept me going and kept that competitiveness about myself, just always playing against guys. I don't think the the WNBA is is as as big as the NBA in terms of the international scale and things like that. But but women's basketball does seem to be growing at quite an alarming rate in the past few years, I reckon. Especially the international game. I, I think you know that there are some things to sort out with the with the WNBA as as we discussed earlier. But it, it's the thing that I think is going to help the WNBA this year. For example, your first game against the the Mystics of the of the actual season, that's going to be shown on mm-hmm. tw- on Twitter, 
What what do you think about the games being shown on social media now? Do you, do you think that's going that's going to help, or do you think it's devaluing the game? What what's your take on it? No, I think it's amazing. Honestly, you know it's the year of the millennium, so nobody really even watches TV anymore. You if you look at anybody, they always have their phone in their hand, and it's because they're on Instagram. Uh, they're on some sort of social media platform. So I think uh, bringing our game to Twitter uh, was probably one of the best decisions that the league made because, um, like I said, we we trying to reach out to to different people, and like I said, every everyone always has a phone in their hand. So I think, like I said, bringing the game to social media was probably one of the best decisions uh, that was made. I know you you enjoy your time on social media as well. I mean that's that's how we connected. So. Uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, I really appreciate you <laughs> get, getting back to me on uh, on Twitter. But um, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I know we spoke briefly about you playing overseas, but but following on from sort of the discussion about the the growth of the game internationally, where where do you see the game like in Italy and in Spain in comparison to the US? Well, you know how do to What's the respect level like for for the women's game over here, or over in Europe? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think if, if I'm being completely honest, it's unmatched overseas. Um, they they really appreciate the women's basketball game overseas. Um, I think, uh, and, and not, I'm not saying that to say that over here. In, in the United States, they, they, it ain't your, like your fans that appreciate the game because, of course, it is that. But you also have this this big group of people who love to say, "Go get back in the kitchen," or "Go do this and go do that." You don't you don't never hear anything like that overseas. Never yeah. like you know what I mean. Like if you make a post, like WNBA page can make a, a simple post, and it's always gonna be one or two or three people saying they need to go get back in the kitchen and this is that and the third, which is crazy because, like, dang, we in America, we can't even get love from our people. Yeah. But we go overseas and, you know, it, it stands lined up and stands, stands sold out and just, you know, where they just love the game. So I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know where the disconnect is or why it's such, such a big gap or big difference in the fan base between being overseas and being in states, I couldn't even tell you why it's like that, but it definitely is like that. Yeah, it's a, it, is, it is a real shame because I, I was trying to get into a conversation on Twitter with someone the other day who, and we were sort of trying to figure out what would be the, the best product, you know, if if all things were equal, if, if there was equal pay, equal length of season, that sort of thing, would it be the WNBL, would it be Euroleague, to me, personally, I think it's pretty close because I think you've got some European players who, do, you know, don't even think of setting foot in the in the WNBA, you know, because they're playing in their home country and stuff. It's the same as you going over to Europe. You know, you right. you, you want to play in your home country. You know, you'd prefer to do that. So there's some Euro- European players who don't even look at playing in the W and their talent right. level is, is crazy good. But at the same time, I do think actually, if if all things were equal, I think the the talent level and the product, I think the WNBA would probably edge all of the women's leagues in the world. It is a shame that you guys have to have to come over to Europe, but 
I mean, for, speaking as a biased uh, European, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy that you guys get to get to come over <laughs> uh, and I get to see the you know you guys putting on a show. So it's always appreciated over here. But I I guess uh, you know I, I've sort of come to the end of most of the questions. But one thing I did want to ask is um, in the past few days we've seen the the WNBA is has got a brand new leader. This is no longer the president we've got WNBA commissioner Kathy Engelbert I just wanted to get a, a brief take do you, do you know much about it do you know much about the position has there been much communication to you from the players association or the league at large what's your views on it not just being WNBA president anymore but a WNBA commissioner to be honest with you and I'm just completely honest I do not really even know much about it. I don't really I, I've seen it yeah, I, mean, I probably see the same post that you seen, but I don't. I I don't know who that is. I'm sure I'll meet. I'm sure I'll meet her. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I I don't. I don't know much about that. It it must be refreshing though to actually have some clarity now because the position right at the top of the WNBA is, has been vacant for a little while. Was that frustrating as a, as a player? Because you know, were, were you concerned that? stuff wasn't going to get done or or was it something nah, that... I wasn't I wasn't concerned at all we have a a, a great group of, of of players who you know sit down and meet and make sure things get handled for 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 all the players as a whole you know Neka, Chi, Laser like you said earlier and a couple other players so uh, that those things not all con- like not too concerning for me Fair enough. Fair enough. No, you're 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 just here to hoop, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I throw in my two cents every now and again. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I mean, I'm looking forward to watching you play this year. Like I said, you know, it's great to have someone uh, at your level jo- joining us on the podcast. It's a it's a real honor, and um, I appreciate you giving the time to us. That was Courtney Williams of the Connecticut Sun. Big thanks to her for spending the time with us. Uh, make sure that you ch- uh, check in with some of our other shows. Some of them are actually out of date now because, because of all these trades that's been going on with Amani McGee-Stafford and Isabel Harrison, uh, all involved in that Dallas Wings um, trade for Liz Cambage and the Aces. It it got crazy this past few uh, the, the past few days and and the past week or so. But make sure you do stay locked on to the Double Clutch website and also onto the Double Clutch WNBA podcast because we will be continuing this throughout the season. But also, guys, we are dropping this week the WNBA season guide. So make sure you visit doubleclutch.uk to check out in-depth analysis of every single team and how they're going to get on this year. We've really put a lot of work into it and we're really proud of what we've achieved. So please go and uh, go and support that by checking it out and clicking on all the different teams and making sure that you get brushed up on who to be supporting and who you're going to be following this year. That's all for today, guys. But please make sure you also head over to any social media platforms and give us a share, give us a like. Any podcast platforms, maybe post a comment. We do keep track of those comments. We we try to respond to them when we can. Um, And uh, yeah, give us a five-star rating. We're working really hard over here, guys. I think you really need to show show some love and show some appreciation. 
But that is everything. Make sure if you are buying anything from nbastore.eu to use the code DCPOD15 at the discount to get that 15% discount. But for now, I'll catch up with you guys on the next one.